been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. This is episode 23, and today's date is February 8th, 2021. We have a great show for you guys today. Uh, first, we have a quick change. Our guest originally was supposed to be Broadway's Nick Walker on the show today, but due to a scheduling conflict, uh, he'll be joining us later in this, um, probably either next week or the week after. Uh, so we had to come up with somebody big time to replace Nick, and uh, we did just that. We uh, will be joined by two-time Emmy winner Maria Papadakis of Lake Buena Visitors. So uh, we'll have her come on in a few minutes. We'll just talk about the shirts and just what brought her down to, to Central Florida, just some of the, some of the fun stuff that's gone on in her Disney passion. Uh, we also have another edition of the Disney Dollar Game, a ton of Disney news and info. Plus, the crew is going to discuss our favorite desserts when dining in Walt Disney World restaurants. So it's going to be all that and more. But first, let's do the Disney Underground roll call. First up. Our besteners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. Hi. Hi, ho. What's up, friends? It's been so cold. I know. It's been freezing. We have been dealing with temperatures at, um, <laughs> let's see, the below. number will be zero, a real temperature for, yep. the, for the high and a low of negative 18. 20 below. And then when you get the wind in there, it's probably like negative another 2, negative, another negative 20. <laughs> yeah. At that point, what's you might as well just call it a hundred below zero. <laughs> can you, you know, leave the house with that? I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't even leave the house, right? How do you, yeah, how do you, we do. They cancel stuff. You know, you're in that danger zone. It's terrible. So, how are I can't things? even imagine what that feels like. When are you guys <laughs> moving here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the next bus. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring it over to our Disney locals, Brad and Tiff. So, hey, fellas. Hey. Hi there. Yeah. How, are you guys dealing with some cold weather too down in, in uh, Florida? <laughs> well, I, was, like, I hate to say it. 50 degrees. Yeah, but it is. Yeah. It feels chilly to us. Like, yeah. I mean, occasionally I have the window open and I start shivering, like jittering my teeth. I gotta close oh it up. Oh my gosh. Brad, sir, you disgust me. Let's move, <laughs> let's move on so I can be even more disgusted by our good friend Joey from sunny Miami. Hey, hey. Looks like I'm uh, solo tonight. Unfortunately, Sammy can't be on. But I tell you what, it, it, to what Brad said, it's kind of funny. We um, last two mornings we've been at 45. However, and I've I've talked about this before. The cold in Orlando is different than it is here in Miami. Even though, like he said, it could be 50, 40. I guarantee his 50 is colder than the 45 here. I don't know what it is about Orlando, but the cold there is just different. It's, mm. it's weird. It gets to your bones. Yeah, it's the, it's it's the, we didn't realize it. It's the humidity in the air. It really gets yeah. in. It's got to be. Well, it's gotta be. too bad, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. I mean, listen, uh, our, our, I know with our temperatures, Stephanie and Dan and, and even Gene are probably suntanning in that. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> it's just the way it goes. That's like shorts and T-shirt weather up here. I'm That's like shave your beard off, right? <laughs> yeah, it's too hot for that. Every show, it gets longer and longer. <laughs> it, I haven't even touched it. In- no, you could tell. 
It's like a small animal. You can tell you have not touched it. Yeah, I haven't even touched it. But you know what? I I have a feeling there may be a change soon. If you guys could see the video right now, you don't really even know where his mouth is. It does look like like he's got a small pet right there under his chin, just curled up. It's a cat sitting in my neck. Oh, my gosh. Look, you look. He has no upper lip. You know that, right? Look, you can't even see my mouth. No, you can't. There's a Disney underground plush. All right, guys. So we actually have a returning sponsor this week. This week's sponsor is Change Your Fate Creations. You can find them on Instagram at Change Your Fate Creations and on Etsy at cyfcreations.etsy.com. They make a ton of very cool Disney accessories. And they are actually this week's trivia giveaway prize. Um, this week's trivia prize is a Change Your Fate Creations. It's a clear bag. These are perfect for going through the security gates when entering the parks. Uh, with the Change Your Fate Creations clear bag, you won't have to empty all your contents out of your bag. It's clear so they can kind of just look through it. So it's a very convenient for that. So uh, definitely check them out. And they are this week's giveaway prize. Uh, but Dan and Steph, why don't you hit them up and let them know how they can enter said contest? Make sure you are following our Instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. Send us a DM with the trivia question answer. The correct answer enters you in the drawing for a chance to win the prize. One lucky winner will be selected from all contestants with the correct answer. The winner will be announced on our next episode, which will be uploaded on February 15th. You can answer from right now. Until Thursday, February 11th, 6 p.m. Eastern, and good luck. Good luck. Stephanie, what's the trivia question this week? On our last episode, which was uploaded on February 1st, we had a very special guest, John Sakari, a.k.a. Big Panda. What did he say was the name of the documentary Panda produced and was featured on? Have you guys seen that one at all? Yes. It's really good, man. It, it's it, so good. It's part of the reason why why I do a podcast. You know, it, yeah. it was part of the reason of really what made me say I want to do something like that. You know, he was such a great that. interview. I mm-hmm. mean, just the yeah. passion just oozes out of him. It was just so entertaining to listen to that. He yeah. is just ultimately just just a cool just real cool guy he's equally excited about food as you are yeah you guys are like two little peas in the oh, i can't wait we're, we're we're going to have some good meals in the future i feel because i think we both can appreciate <laughs> yeah, you gotta, the battle of the lasagnas you oh this is happening yes i'm bringing bagels to him I, I, so far i think there's an order of about six people that want me to bring bagels there's so many people that i've i've dealt with from that are originally you know tri-staters that are like hey when you come down you're gonna bring bagels right so like i have like five or six people that i actually have to bring i'm gonna be traveling down there with like 10 dozen bagels because he's gonna <laughs> hand them over and there's gonna be bites out of them. <laughs> <laughs> well i gotta tax some of them you know well, <laughs> so last week's winner she knew the answer of last week's trivia question, which was, what was the name of Morgan Stark's podcast? And the answer was just some magic. And the winner of that is Dina Grissom. So let's congratulate Dina Grissom. She wins the Big Fat Panda pin. And uh, so let's congratulate her. And uh, we'll, we'll reach out to you on Instagram. And we'll, we'll get your uh, shipping info and we will send it out to you. Lickety split. Lickety split on the Lickety Pony split. Express. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, let's... Uh, Let's get into some Disney news, man. Dan, can you go first? But actually, Dan, before you go first, can I ask you a quick question? Oh, boy. Here comes the dad joke. No, this is a serious question. How does a chemist freshen (laughs) his breath? I have no idea. I've been thinking about that all day. Why don't you give me the answer? With experiments. (laughs) 
Oh. I love the preparation and the delivery. Oh, definitely. He was like, I got to get this right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He's done already? I thought he'd still be talking. Okay. 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 That was really good. Do I get that card? Because there you go. Mm -hmm. So what what do we got in the news, Dan? Well, Liberty Square Market at Disney's Magic Kingdom has now reopened after being refurbished. Stop in to grab one of my favorites. A turkey leg while you check uh-huh. out the cheese. There you go. And let the drool begin down your chin. The best or part about those turkey legs? Or, or Stephanie's arm. Uh, I was going to say, it's the best part about those turkey legs is when you walk into the park go. and you rub it on uh, somebody's arm. Uh, uh, maybe we should. Ew. I'm not going to comment anymore on that. Okay. That's gross. <laughs> what else we All right. There? We have some refurbishment news. As we know, Disney is preparing for the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom by refurbishing many of the attractions. Here's a couple of things we've heard. Mad Tea Party will close later this month for a brief refurbishment. I think it's just kind of a tidy up, you paint touching. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Swiss Family Treehouse in Adventureland will close for two weeks in March for a touch-up. It's kind of cool that they're doing these little touch-ups. I mean, it's kind of showing the attention to detail. Mm -hmm. However, this isn't a bummer necessarily, but it's a a big Main Street one, Stephanie. I know. A construction permit was filed with Mm -hmm. the Buena Vista Construction Company to provide labor, material, and or electrical for construction for the Main Street Firehouse. What this may entail, we really don't know. This could be an update to the firehouse, maybe for work on the bathroom rooms located at the back of the firehouse building some may say i hope disney pleasantly surprises us with something but we'll see it just could be a simple cleanup after sorcerers have left but it's cool that they've you know kind of decided to do a little something with it instead mm-hmm. of just like closing it and it's just a building so those are some of the best bathrooms over at magic kingdom i know those are great yeah. bathrooms everybody loves the tangled bathrooms but i prefer those you I have some marble sinks it's very mm-hmm. nice white and usually very clean in there. Yep. I actually love the bathrooms over in Tomorrowland by Carousel of Progress. Really? Yeah. Oh, because there's a the lot music. of them, which tends to yes. keep them really clean, spread out. You know what, Sue, for me, I think I always use that one because by the time you get through the transportation, you get through the gate, you get you, you wait, you make your way down Main Street. I always go Tomorrowland first. That's always my first. I always go that way around the park. Right. So by the time I get to Tomorrowland, it's about time that I got to use the bathroom. So like <laughs> I hit that one, I think literally every time, because literally from the minute you leave your resort to the point you get there, it's probably an hour and a half later, just between the, like I said, the, the buses getting through. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Gate. Then just, and then like Main Street, you got to stop on Main Street at different places and stuff. It's and a process. It so by the time process. you get there, it's like, you know, it's like half the day is gone. So yeah, by then you got to go. So I use those pretty much every single time I go to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. yeah and that one features the nice long bench across from it. And it is never not shaded. It is always shaded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good stuff. Well, I've heard some of the men's bathrooms from, you know, individuals don't have a lot of stalls or whatever. They're really small. A few of them I avoid. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's a lot of stalls. Yeah, was it, that one's a decent one. That one's okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's really and you can't beat the now is the time music that plays in the background. <laughs> I need that to go. You gotta, have, you gotta have good bathroom music theming. I love that. Song. Did you did you see Carousel when it had that song in it? Now is the time. Yes, I did. Okay, I'm totally dating myself, but yes, I did. I think that was a better theme song. Very really? We're still singing it today. Yeah, yeah. Did you see it with that? No. no. 
That's cool though. Yeah. <laughs> we it. win. I was like I was like six months old when I saw that. <laughs> we left but her I there for a couple it. hours and came <laughs> back. <laughs> Also in Epcot, the Living Seas, just in front of the land, which will soon be part of the world nature, a part of the major reimagining of Future World, the waterways normally flowing through this area of Future World have been drained. This looks like the first step in reimagining this side of the park and signaling the start of construction for Journey of Water, inspired by Moana attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'd like you to know one other one little thing I saw, Stephanie. What? That there's a couple little uh, posts about you know things being refurbished, things being closed, but there's a big one about that it will reopen, but there's no date. But it what? says reopen is trolley show. Oh, really? With and, masks? They're going to wear masks? Well, they're, it's just saying I, the reason I'm telling you is because it's not going to be shut down forever. Oh, it's, yeah. But good, good. Brad, you might find this interesting. Another one on the list is Casey's Corners Pianist. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, one of my favorite videos is of the Casey's Pianist playing there. Like the last week that in closings, it was awesome. He played um, When You Wish Upon a Star. I posted that like full thing to Insta. Love you it. You had special time. It was awesome. I don't know if there's anywhere <laughs> in the park that you can get as close to the penis as just right there. Oh, right. There. You can there's, almost touch. It. Yeah, <laughs> you, you could, but there, there's an uh, there's a, a small iron rail around it that separates you. I've tried. <laughs> you know that there's a mirror there and that the pianist can watch yeah the reaction he can there's a mirror on the but he can see if someone's trying to get too close too oh my god oh, we're so far off the oh. rails right now <laughs> oh. all right well <laughs> That is really good news, though, because there are certain performers Mm -hmm. that you're worried about if they're going to come back, are they just going to ax them out? And I couldn't imagine them really getting rid of him, but it's pretty cool to kind of see that it's just on hold. I think we kind of were hoping that was the case when they first really made some of the changes that they made, that it was temporary. So it's just cool to, you know, hopefully this, you know, things are going to start coming back. You know, they're starting, you know, you're starting to see the numbers maybe doing a little bit better as far as percentage wise. So you know, maybe maybe we're at a point where now things are going to start to pick up steam as far as going back to where it was, you know, slowly but surely, but hopefully soon. Hope so. Yeah. Steph, what do you got? Well, Disneyland Paris has announced that Sleeping Beauty Castle will be undergoing a large scale refurbishment while the park is closed due to the ongoing pandemic. Disneyland Paris said that they will be replacing some of the turrets with new versions. Disneyland Paris will also be refurbishing the Main Street USA gazebo while they are closed. I haven't seen the gazebo, I, I guess. I don't know exactly what either. that is. Yeah, I haven't. I, don't know, I, don't know that I, I mean, I know what a gazebo is, but I don't, I've never seen a picture of the Paris gazebo. Like, I'm sure it'd be something you're upset about, Stephanie. It is. It, it, it is, and I don't even know what it is, and I'm upset about it. Well, maybe it's a improvement. Maybe. But you will be happy to know that Tom Sawyer's Island at Disney's Magic Kingdom has now reopened after its three-month refurbishment. Yay! That's pretty cool. That's yeah. way ahead of schedule. 
which that's everyone's cool. very well, that's definitely nice well. because everything else has been way behind schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you would like to help out the many Disney cast members that have lost their jobs due to the COVID-19 closures, then you should check out the Carousel of Products website. Oh, Good name. I know. I knew you'd like that. They are offering a new studio red cast members are the magic t-shirt for only $20 and a hundred percent of the proceeds will go to benefit oh. the cast members pantry. hundred percent. That is really cool. I like that. It's good to see them give back a little bit, you know, has yep. anybody seen the design? I haven't. I haven't. I'm curious if it's a takeoff on carousel projects or not. Right. <clears throat> Let's go to uh, let's go to Joey. Joey, what you got in the news today? All right, so we got uh, a new drama series based on the Kingdom of Wakanda from the Black Panther film that'll be coming to Disney Plus. No release date's been announced yet, but according to Ryan Coogler, who's the director and co-writer of Black Panther, uh, the series is being developed, which I, I would hope be the case because I think they have a lot more to do in that whole space with Marvel and stuff. So yeah, to see that it'll be interesting to see how they do going forward, especially with uh, Chadwick obviously not you know being around. Yeah, and I'm glad to see that they didn't just shy away from still giving us the Black Panther series right, right. Um, that, you know, so I'm, I, and, and I'm really curious, are they going to do kind of some kind of CGI thing? Are they going to just have somebody else? I, I, it, I'm really kind of interested to see how, they, how they're going to do it. And I, I hope Ryan Coogler is going to be involved with the show as well, because I think he is an instrumental part of telling that story as well. So I think it'd be cool if they went back and had more historical stuff because, like you know, we know that they've, you know, been cut off and had their abilities for, you know, throughout periods of time. So, Right. I think that would be neat. Mm, that's true. Well, to see what was going on in Wakanda when they were cut off. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's true. Something, uh, something that I read and I do not remember where it was something that you just mentioned, Gene, regarding the CGI with uh, Chadwick Boseman. They were saying that they, from what I remember, I remember they said they were not going to do anything, any type of CGI work or anything with him. So I guess they're going to do a whole nother either. Maybe like Tiffany said, maybe they'll do like not prequel, but like pre you know before him or something like that i don't i don't know or, or let me ask you a question are they going to just put another actor in there and just say he's that character well remember and just as you saw in the movie there was remember there was successors to the black panther himself so yeah i mean obviously it would make sense they could easily do that because remember they had to fight for it um and that that's how they had successors so yeah no- I mean, no, I'm, I'm saying that's how I'd rather them do it. I don't want them just to slide enough, like how they did like Dumbledore on Harry Potter. They just put another actor oh, in that yeah. slot and it was the same. I thing. know. It. I would like yeah. to see it where maybe something happens where, you know, I don't even know how you do it and still baby. Right. Whatever they do, you'd want them to pay respect and homage to Chadwick Boseman, who besides Black Panther is just a, was a phenomenal actor. Oh, absolutely. In, in general, was a big reason why Black Panther was able to come to life the way it did. I would hate to see them just slide another actor in that role. I'd rather see it like how, how you said, maybe have it, because again, like you said, it's not like he was Black Panther. Black Panther was like a line. So right. even though whether they do that or not, I am a little more forgiving in the case where an actor passes, you know, and unexpectedly. Well, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, I, I sometimes get what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, you got to no, respect the story. I mean, this is a little different case, but. Sometimes you got to respect the story and just do the best you can. You but know? see, and that's you guys just, know and what that's the, comment, the comics are, though. I, I haven't read the Black Pot. Like I, I don't know. No, I never have either. But it's like Joey said. Like now, I get with Dumbledore and, and Harry Potter how they couldn't really. It's like that character was through the through the whole series, so they right. couldn't just you know switch it to another character, and and they had to replace that role with somebody else. But with like Joey said with Black Panther, that that's the Black Panther power goes to the next person in line of ruling the kingdom of Wakanda. So you don't necessarily have to just 
have someone take over that role. You could just have someone now the new leader of Wakanda. Right. And well, I think that's what makes it a little bit easier to do than, than the other way. So right. maybe one of his sisters. Doesn't he have? Yeah. yeah. That would be a great move if Disney did that. Yeah, maybe something happens too. where, you know, I don't know how they would do it, but yeah, that would actually be a really good movie. Make a, uh, an African-American. Actually, I guess she would be yeah. African-American, but she's African, but an, fem- an African female. She worked female. on Vision. The sister who worked on Vision has like power. Like she's amazing. Really, really smart. I don't yeah. know. Maybe There's really a lot cool of things you could do with it. Yeah. So what else we got, Joey? All right. Gone Hollywood at Disney's California Adventure has closed until further notice. So some sad news. Uh, so far, no reason has been given, surprise there, uh, for the sudden closure or when it can be expected to reopen. So sometimes they subliminally do stuff. You're just not really sure. Sometimes it could be, uh, well, obviously I'm not real well versed in Disney's California Adventure. So who knows? Could be refurbishment. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, especially since things are starting to ramp up everything from construction, refurbishments, um, even some entertainment starting to come back. So who knows? It doesn't affect us, but obviously it does out there, especially in California, especially with everything that's been going on with uh, Disneyland. So mm-hmm. that's gonna, that's another kick in the, uh, you know, where <laughs> the teeth. <laughs> there, there you go. Say, we'll just say teeth. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so what else we got? Okay. If you're a fan of War Machine from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm a huge fan of War Machine, then we have some good news for you. Don Cheadle has announced that he will be appearing in the upcoming Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is outstanding because whenever you can have original actors when they do these shows, which is very hard to do, it just makes it that much better because everyone can relate to it, which is awesome. Um, He didn't say how many episodes he would appear in, but with the series scheduled to begin on March 19th, obviously we won't have to wait too long to find out. Definitely looking forward to that. It's great that they're starting to really bring these original characters from the the movies into the actual series that they're running on Disney Plus, which is great because you don't see that that often. No, and the best part of it too is it makes it feel like you're watching like something blockbuster or a big budget. Right. Like you feel like you're you're just watching a movie because they got all these movie stars. They're not just actors. We, they're bringing movie stars yeah. into some of these shows, yeah. and it's creating such a cool uh, such a cool thing. Like yeah, Don Cheadle is one of the biggest actors in the world. So to see him on a TV show, I mean he's been on shows before, I guess, but you know just to see him part of uh, the Disney this Disney Plus show and I'm excited for this one specifically. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, is your uncle going to be on set? <laughs> he might be. No, I don't know. <laughs> so so uh, let's head over to Tiff. Tiff, what do you got in the news today? Well, to start, Disney <laughs> has updated their mask policy for all their parks and properties to include people that have received the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh so even if you receive the vaccine, make sure you continue to wear your mask to help protect other guests. So you know somebody must have been coming up to the gate saying they yeah. got the shot, right? Right. Yeah. Right. But you know what? Even the shot doesn't, it's not a hundred percent. There's been people, right. there's already been documentation of people getting it more than once. So but uh yes, yeah, so what else we got, Tiff? Yeah. So if you're a Disney fan that happens to be planning your wedding, then you should stop at Disney home in downtown Disney district to check the new Disney Happily Ever After bridal collection that they have. The new bridal collection includes cake toppers, toasting glasses, cake service sets, and more. They would be a great way for you to bring your love of Disney to your special day. So I think this is really cool, actually, because I know a lot of people do the Disney wedding but they're pretty pricey. So I'm feeling like this lets you get products and nice things um, without having to maybe go through the whole Disney process. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it, it a lot of people will like this. Yeah, I'm sure demand is there too with the, you know, Disney weddings on 
cable television and yeah. I guess maybe even on Disney Plus. I haven't noticed, but maybe I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Disney. Spoiler alert. I obviously everybody knows I was married to Disney and I will actually be on just some magic in the next couple of weeks going over reminiscing about my wedding at Disney. We're doing yes. yeah. oh, beautiful. That's awesome. So you awesome. guys tune into her show, and I'll, I don't know the date of it yet. I'll find the date and I'll post about it. But oh, uh, cool! The date Didn't I'll let you want a failed fairy wedding. you have you guys have you guys have like the best wedding story I've ever heard. So yeah, you guys should definitely put. Um, but I. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you can hear all, all about my wedding festivities at the Disney's Boardwalk on her show, Just Some Magic, very soon. Uh, oh, that's so cool. That would be wonderful to hear. I love it. Do you, do you think if you are if you were going to be getting married now, you'd head over to Disney and uh, look at these items? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be... Do- <laughs> I don't know if I announced it on the show, but I did. We're going to be doing a renewal in a couple of years, so we're just starting to set that up now. Yeah, I, you know, we'll see. I, I, I'll, I'm going to probably. I like. Listen, I was trying to get wedding bands, Mickey Mouse wedding bands, but my wife won't go for it. So I was like, "Look at these, babe, with Mickey Mouse on it," but she wasn't having it. So I said, "Well, can I have that one?" She was like, "Yeah." See, <laughs> see look, Dan's got it. That's I need that's some awesome. light. That's what I'm talking yeah, about, man. He's got it. All right, Brad. So what about you? What do you got in the news? Well. Uh, Walt Disney World has announced that they have been distributing over a thousand service awards to recognize cast members who are celebrating anywhere from just one to 45 years of service at Disney. This is really fantastic. I mean, we love cast members and, mm-hmm. you know, this, I mean, it, this is very timely. This is fantastic for recognition right now. It's nice to see that the cast members that work tirelessly to make all the guests feel like they're part of the magic will get rewarded for their service. Agreed. Yes. It's always a good thing. Yeah, that is way cool. Well, I'll tell you in uh, Royal News in Epcot, the Rose and Crown Dining Room at the United Pavilion in Epcot will be closing soon for routine refurbishment. More of that we hear going around that is actually encouraging to know that everything is being maintained during this time, but it will enter this refurbishment on February 17th. The Rose and Crown Pub and Yorkshire County Fish Shop will remain open during the refurbishment. So anyone that? Patio and restaurant. Yeah. It's uh, good. The Yorkshire County Fish Shop, really great. The Rose and Crown is really great too. Yeah, I like the Rose and Crown. Now, is it almost the same menu though? Because it's the same place, really. Um, I don't think no, so. No, I think they cook this the fish. It's hard to say same. right now. I mean, yeah. before it was not. I don't know right now. We've only eaten at the uh, Yorkshire County Fish Shop since reopened. Someone actually um, was telling me that they actually have a really cool Impossible Shepherd's Pie at Rose and yeah. Crown, which I haven't tried. Have you tried it, Tiff? Uh, I think that's what I did have. Is it good? Because I, I, they told me they raved about it. They said it's great. Yeah, it was really good. So yeah. I, know, I know Steph doesn't like meat, so I mean, that might Guys, be she made me my first little Impossible, Impossible burger, burger this weekend. Wow. Oh, how'd you like it? Yeah. Beet juice and all. Yeah, she showed me the package. <laughs> and she made it. I'm like, why did they do that? I don't know why they did. You I liked want, it. You liked I wonder it. what it looks like before they add that. Because it's oh, so it could bad be. that they have gray. Great. It was yeah. pretty good, I got to say. So I'm up for trying more. Good. Yeah, I want that shepherd's pie. There you go. Yeah, the I'm shepherd's pie. Asked, though, what, what type of, like, I hate to get into the fish thing again, but, like, what kind of fish things that they have is it like fish fillets oh, or yeah, burger, sandwiches or what is it it's like fish and chips right isn't it like yeah. 
It's I good. It's actually, so personally, I think it's the best fish and chips on property. It, mm. you know, they fry it in really good oil. I love fish and chips so I much. I actually do too. Have you ever eaten it in? No, I, yeah. I will though. Well, you know I hope so. I, I mean, <laughs> I hope. I hope all these tips weren't in vain. I hope you're going to use these tips and go get fish and chips. I would have eaten there if it didn't close. <laughs> no, you can get the fish and chips at the um, the side little quick service oh, cool. thing. Ooh. What you do is you get the fish and chips and then you go sit down by the water and you can look it up, but pe- people used to go sit and eat fish and chips during the fireworks. Oh. Yeah, it's a perfect view. It's I'm fun. discovering that there is a lot I need to discover in Epcot. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I told you guys a long time yeah. ago that we were kind of latecomers to it, but it is crazy the stuff that we hear about that we no. just had no idea. And we have no yep. clue. I love it. That's, that. cool. that's my that's my favorite. Which I think it's that's why I think it's so cool that I know this is put on hold like Mary Poppins, but I think that's important to bring into that park because I think it would pull more people like me into it to mm-hmm. not only go to that, but like to expose me to all the other stuff i could see that because you're right in the sense especially in in all the countries in the in the world pavilion they don't really do a good job of really hitting you with that disney history as much right wouldn't you know that, that doesn't have that same sense of disney traditionalism so i could see adding mary poppins i mean they do have alice in wonderland there i get that but like mary poppins yeah. and then they have a little bit of like you know there's a little touch of the aristocats in france but for the most part they don't really touch into that classic disney as much because i'm dealing with a tough audience here <laughs> to get her to come out of magic kingdom mm-hmm. she's way more open to it now than she used to be, but it's just something I'm really noticing a lot lately. Design-wise, too, Brad can attest to this. The park is just looking even cooler than it mm-hmm. used to look. I think they're up in their game in that department, whether it be just the signs that they have now or the attractions. I just I feel like it's everybody's favorite park right now. Now that we know you guys and we live here, we're going to be dragging you around to the place. <laughs> so, you know, well, just pick me up from the cruise that Joy's taking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to start on the cruise at some point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Brad, what else we got? Well, uh, we talk about cool things and something cool that happens every time this year is Golden Globe nominations. And, you know, Walt Disney Company casts a pretty wide net right now with all of their properties, and they have racked up 25 nominations. And here to present tonight is myself and (laughs) Tiffany. First, hey. golf clap. You can't see they're in fancy attire, evening gown, yeah. tux. They oh, yeah. up. Is yeah, the bow tie pretty... too much? Is the bow tie? No, 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 no. It's good. <laughs> no, I like good. it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, first up, the great on Hulu for best TV series, musical, or comedy. Best performance by an actress in a TV series, musical, or comedy, Elle Fanning. And best performance by an actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy, Nicholas Holt. Okay, so this one's not a surprise. Hamilton for best motion picture musical or comedy and best performance by an actor in a most motion picture musical or comedy, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, of course. Kidding me? Yeah. yeah it was- Did you like that stuff? Mm-hmm. Stephanie yeah. actually dressed up in her Adam Ant like outfit for that. Wow. Right. Had. It's the closest she had to the Hamilton. It's the same outfit. time period. <laughs> Love that. Very nice. The Georgian period. Well, speaking of dressing up and 
wearing a mask that you never take off, our Mandalorian is nominated for Best TV Series and Drama. Next up, Mrs. America on Hulu for Best Performance by an Actress in a Limited Series or Motion Picture Made for TV, Kate Blanchett. Hey, you have big names on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we were talking about earlier. Yep. And next up, Nomad Land for (laughs) Best Picture Drama, Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Frances McDormand, Best Director for Motion Picture, Chloe Zhao, and Best Screenplay for a Motion Picture, again, Chloe Zhao. They are knocking them out here. Sweeping. They're knocking up these nominations. That's right, Joey, because next up is Normal People (laughs) on Hulu for Best TV Limited Series or Motion Picture Made for TV and Best Performance by an Actress in a Limited Series or Motion Picture Made for TV, Daisy Edgar-Jones. And coming in from our fantasy and tabletop role-playing crew, Onward. For best picture animated. Love Onward. Yeah, yeah. Onward was phenomenal. I did too. So I feel like underrated. it did. Yeah, I, I was just, I feel like it didn't get nearly as much, and maybe oh, no. it had to do with the pandemic, maybe, but I it didn't get so. nearly as much of the pub that it should have gotten. It's got a really great story. Yeah. And it's excellent. The cast is great with Chris yeah. Pratt, Tom Hollins, yeah. Elaine, Elaine Bennis. Not Elaine Bennis. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It just hit at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. It came out and then boom, we were in lockdown. So. Could you imagine if there was theaters this year with those, that and Soul were two phenomenal movies. I know Soul came at the end of the year, but I mean, still we 2020. Black Widow, come on. And Mulan was supposed to be in the theater, but. Yeah. I think Onward was a really good mix of new and old. You know, it really mm-hmm. grabbed all the audience. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Humor was fantastic. It was mm-hmm. subtle in the right places. It was just mm-hmm. such a great movie. It was. Even Stephanie was like really surprised at how much she loved it. Oh, I love it so much. It, I'm really surprised that there's no merch that I saw other than a popcorn bucket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we immediately wanted to watch it again. Yeah, there hasn't been much. It, it's, it was really good the way they, they integrated, obviously, our modern day style of living, I guess, with their fantasy world. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was you know, I, I thought it was done really well. And it was yeah. Yeah. They're actually, a lot of cool stuff. Would you say that was the best 2020 release by Disney? Yeah. Over say Soul. I, well, I do. Besides the Mandalorian. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about just, I'm talking about films. Yeah. <laughs> I still yeah. don't know what this Mandalorian thing is you're talking about. <laughs> I'm trying to figure yeah. out what is she talking about. So I, I don't like I, it's maybe Star Wars related. <laughs> might be. Star Wars. I kind of I, I kind of think I maybe give Soul a tiny edge over onward. I like Soul that much, but really. Yeah, I liked Soul a lot. I, I you guys want to freak out right now? We still haven't watched it. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. You really should see it. We are going yeah, to watch was... it. We want to watch it. We haven't watched it Every yet. weekend, we're like, okay, we're going to watch it. We're going to... And I was that's so another one that's it really, it really cool. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's very close. It's like neck and neck. It's like one's at 10 and one's at 9.9 to me. Like, they're neck oh. and neck. I just like Soul just that yeah. little bit more. Again, both are fabulous. I mean, you spend the whole day watching both. They're great. Yeah. Back to back. I yeah. promise we'll watch it this weekend. Yeah, and we, we will give you... Which a one. full report I need. Full report. Thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be cold. You're not leaving the house. Watch onward. I mean, a bunch of Let's get back to our Golden Globe hosts. <laughs> so next up is Palm Springs on Hulu for best motion picture, musical or comedy, and best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, Andy Samberg. And the personal history of David Copperfield. For best performance by an actor in a motion picture or comedy, Dev Patel. 
And next up is Rami on Hulu for best performance by an actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy, Rami Youssef. And next up, Ratcheted for best TV series drama, best performance by an actress in a TV series drama, Sarah Polson, and best performance by an actress in a TV supporting role, Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, and next up, Soul for best picture animated and best score for a motion picture, John Batiste. Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. There we go. Is that Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor? Yeah, it is. Wow, he was involved with Soul. I didn't even know that. He was, yeah. I was excited about that the whole time that it was in production and really like waiting for it, wondering what they were going to do. And quite honestly, he showed his jazz chops and really, you know, I've always been a Nine Inch Nails fan. I even enjoyed the Broken and Fix albums that period. And uh, I was really excited to see it and I wasn't disappointed. And rounding it out, the United States versus Billie Holiday on Hulu for Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Andra Day, and Best Original Song in a Motion Picture, Tigress and Tweed by Andra Day and Raphael Sakid. Sadiq. Sadiq, sorry. From Tony, Tony, Tony. Remember them? Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, yeah. I love Raphael Sadiq. He's a hell of an artist, man. Really is. So that's it. 25 amazing. Between Disney, Hulu, and Disney Plus. Right. That's a lot of gold. Okay, guys, we've got a special guest today. She's an Emmy Award winner, so I can finally officially say that I'm interviewing an Emmy winner. Uh, Let's welcome Maria Papadakis of the Lake Wayne of Visitors. How you doing, Maria? Hey, how's it going? It's so excellent to have you here. I mean, your shirts are phenomenal. Just everything you guys oh. do on, on the podcast. I mean, I'm sorry, on the uh, on the uh, YouTube. Everything's so cool. Um, oh, well, thank you. I mean, there's so much to go over. Where can we start? I want to kind of go back pre-Disney. You're a Philly girl. You're from the Northeast like I am. Yeah. Um, you were worked in the news. You got I some did. Emmys. I, I, you know, I've always, since I was a kid, loved a great story. And I think that's what Disney is all about, is great stories. That's how it starts. Um, and then that created the building blocks to, of course, theme parks and merchandise and everything else that, you know, brings the magic home to us. But, you know, great storytelling also comes in the form of music or whether it be television. And so I used to work uh, in production on air and behind the scenes in television, ranging from sports to uh, entertainment, uh, arts, you name it. I probably did it. But my favorite interview of all time was Stanley, um, who I got to know really, really well. Um, and became a good, good friend and a mentor. Oh. Um, and he said he never got to meet Walt Disney. And I, he said they thought that he thought they would have been best friends. And so I like to think whenever I think of Stan that they're together, Walt and him hanging out, talking about the amazing characters that have forever changed our, our lives. For me as a kid growing up, you know, Stanley, I was a big nerd. And so, you know, again, feeling kind of like an outcast, Stanley created the characters that those outcasts, you know, were able to become superheroes and do amazing things. And so I got to, over my lifetime, uh, interview him dozens of times. And he would tell me so many neat behind the scenes stories to the characters that we've loved. Um, even Peter Parker being his kind of favorite. He doesn't really want people to know that per se, but Mm. like, you know, things like that. Um, so again, getting to work in news allowed me to, hear stories from amazing people. Um, and no matter who you meet, uh, whether they've done uh, things that made accolades of some sort or just a regular person that is 
living their lives. Everybody has an incredible story. And uh, again, Disney has a way, whether it's through the theme parks, through the movies, bringing stories to life. So it was kind of an interesting, uh, I would say, juxtaposition going from news and stories of a different sorts, and then kind of enjoying and living out the stories uh, that of my childhood and of course now my adulthood uh, in Disney through my artwork, whether it be, you know, uh, the Lake Buena Visitors store with my shirts and my apparel and designs, whether it be through YouTube and uh, bringing the characters to life um, during the pandemic, which we can get into later. You know, a lot of those things, again, it was just an easy transition that kind of just accidentally happened. Wasn't planned at all. I just had a Disney nerd page on Instagram that people were like, let's tune into what Minnie Marie Mouse is doing. <laughs> um, and uh, I kept it kind of separate from my TV life. And so it was really interesting to see nobody knew me kind of from TV. They just knew me as this girl that loved to dress crazy in the parks and meet characters and run around and get into trouble and uh, have fun. Um, so it was neat to see people just coming to live vicariously through my Disney adventures. And that's kind of why I started my Instagram was to actually live through other people's Disney adventures. So social media, YouTube, all those things are such a great way to do it. And, you know, with the shop, it was kind of a, a perfect segue using my fashion design degree. I never did anything with and the parks. It just wasn't cool merch for outside regular life if you didn't live in Disney, mm -hmm. as well as inside the parks. And also things that you didn't want to look at. You know those merchandise options where you take a picture, you buy it, you take a picture with your family, and you look at the picture 10 years from now, and you're like, oh, <laughs> like I wish I didn't do that. You know, I wish I didn't buy that, or we wish I didn't wear that. Um, so whenever I design things, I think of timeless designs that 10 years from now, you're going to look at that picture and go, oh, that was awesome or wear it 10 years from now. Um, a lot of my mom's clothing from Disney inspired me because those 70s items are still amazing and they still hold up. The quality is absolutely incredible. That's the one crazy thing I have to say is Disney merchandise quality in the 70s and 80s was better than possibly what it is now. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's incredible that, that concept that some of those timeless designs can hold up. But when it's artwork, it does. And again, going back to the concept of stories, even our shirts, I try to tell a story. It's it's a piece of art. You can, I mean, I know you can't see right, or the people listening can't. Yeah, the see people me, at home can't watch, see it. But yeah, yeah, but right behind me, some of our our shirts actually made into artwork on the wall, and um, you know we we sell it in our store as art prints. There's only a hundred of each made, um, like actual works of art. Um, so they're limited edition. And uh, one cool thing with the poster behind me of To Infinity and Beyond, it's based on the NASA space race in the 60s that actually inspired the line to infinity and beyond that we see in the toy story movie um and it's similar to the actual nasa space propaganda poster um that they made and a bunch of people from cape canaveral bought it which was so neat and so That's we cool. actually got to ship it to some nasa space engineers um we sent them extra stuff i was like oh my gosh this is so cool they took a picture at cape canaveral in it and they have this it was again it, i got to learn their stories through Lake Point of Visitors, through making sure to, you know, so again, I meet all these interesting people. So in some ways, although I'm not doing TV full-time anymore, and now this is my full-time job, um, it doesn't feel like a job. And I still get to meet amazing people with interesting stories every single day. Cool. Now, you started, like we said, you started in Philly. So you traded those, those cold winters of Philly for like the warm hug of Disney. How long have yeah. you been down there now for? 
Uh, well, my, uh, my husband is a professional athlete. He is a professional soccer player. And so we've lived all over the world. Um, so we joke that we've actually started at the most northern point in Scotland, in Inverness, where Merida and her castle are. Literally, we live down the street from the, uh, wow. the mock castle that they used to uh, create the Pixar, you know, uh, brave castle that she lives in, um, in Scotland. Uh, he played in England, and then we moved all over in Canada. So we've been slowly making our way down Minneapolis, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> so as we're traveling the country, the joke is we're getting closer and closer to Florida. And so, um, you know, while Chris was in Minneapolis and my husband um, and other teams, we still were in, uh, you know, flux going back and forth to Florida for fun for me and him as little breaks. But uh, you know, finally I said, we got to just get down here. So been a year, uh, or two now a year. Yes. A full year. We've been here in Orlando. Wow. I know. So you guys, obviously we've just talked about the shirts. They're, they've got to be the coolest shirts. I mean, you never oh, see, they're, thank they're, you. they're, they're always, they're, they're always just a, there's, there's just something about them that makes them that extra special compared to the regular Disney shirts that Disney puts out you, there. You got like, it's a little vibe that you guys have. They're cool. You can wear them when you're not even at Disney, you can wear them to like, that's the barbecue. Goal. Yeah. I mean, like you could wear them wherever. It's not like you just have to wear them in Disney. They got that cool factor to them. Well, I told my husband, I said, you know, he used to joke. We had a t-shirt junk drawer of Disney stuff that just looked like meh. And I said, you know what? I don't want to put anything on the market unless it's something that people want to hang up in their closet, that they love it so much that they're like, you know what? This isn't going in a drawer. This is getting hung up. This yeah. is that awesome. And so you'll see, unlike most shops, uh, we don't produce a shirt every few weeks or even every month per se. My goal is, I mean, business-wise, that's not the smartest thing, but I said, I'd rather have the best shirt that everyone that you look at is like, oh my gosh, I have to have it. And it's a crazy, crazy uh, statistic, but 80, over 80% of our customers have over 12 shirts of ours. Oh, wow. How crazy is that? And you'll that see that on, okay. you know, we've had over 10,000 orders. Um, so that is a crazy thing to think of that once you buy one, you're like, all right, this is my, my crew. My, I call them our LBV crew. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, the great thing about it too is, you know, I didn't, I, I wanted to make sure the quality was again, out of this world, that it fit everybody the way you wanted to fit, look great. The style, a lot of people don't realize when you put a design on a shirt, you can't just slap it on. Um, every figure is different, even, even you guys. So, um, you know, I even think of, all right, how's this going to look good on a person? How's mm -hmm. this going to photograph on a person? Um, cause a lot of people take pictures of them, uh, for their vacations. Um, or if they're at home in their hometown, they want to look cool on a date. I wanted them to be able to pair it with, I mean, you can see I'm wearing a leather jacket right now with my Dr. Facilieti. I could wear it out for a date night or to a bar and look really cool. You know? So mm -hmm. my goal was you got, your, your money's worth. Um, whereas I feel a lot of the products out there are you wear them one and done. They're forgettable. Uh, I wanted it to be that you had a piece of art and also something really cool that people could talk to you about. Even if they didn't know Disney, mm -hmm. they'd be like, that's a really cool shirt. So I refuse to put anything out there that if you didn't like Disney, you would see and go, okay, you know what? I like that shirt. I don't know anything about Disney, but I like that shirt. I and then of course a Disney fan would yeah. obviously love it as well. But it just, it covers the gamut. And I think that's why we have so many amazing new customers all the time as well. And, and that's kind of what I was saying too, because like I have shirts that I bought at Disney that I liked at the time and I liked for Disney, but I wouldn't wear them 
anywhere but if I'm just going to the park. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't wear it out, but I have a couple of shirts of yours that that yeah, I, I wear on a regular day going to work or just going oh, you know, that I, if awesome. I'm going to a barbecue that I wear. So like the and you're right, they are they are there's there's I feel like the the Disney fabric they use like this thick kind of uncomfortable yeah. for men's and yours I, aren't like that. Yours are very no. comfortable and light. So we tried over thirty shirts to get the ones that we use, um, and sometimes they sell out, and we, you know, are scrambling and we can't fulfill demand uh, because they are one of the best shirt uh, brands out there. But again, I'd rather it be that people have, you know, amazing quality. It's going to last for a decade, you know, especially with screen printing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing we do that's very different than most because it's more expensive. Screen printing lasts decades, and it's more vibrant. Uh, Disney even uses iron-on lately, which is weird and very uh, cost-effective, but not. It is. It just. It feels weird. It's like vinyl. Uh, oh, it's. I know. I, and even small shops um, use a lot of these things called digital printing. That kind of makes everything look muted. Uh, the colors aren't as vibrant. They're more subdued. Uh, they fade. They. It's so there's a lot of things that you can ask someone before you buy a shirt, ask if it's digitally printed or screen printed, um, what it's on. So there's ways to make sure people don't kind of lose their money. Um, and we're, I think, the only shop that kind of does the whole combo that I always hoped I could get from a shop, which is, you know, the best quality shirt, the best, um, you know, screen printing, customer service. Like I said earlier, um, I consider every customer not a customer, but part of our crew, part of our family. And so for me, I want it to feel that you're getting that personalized service because again, that's kind of what Disney is about is Disney family, Disney coming together and, you know, having that magic moment, not just be, Oh, I bought a shirt, but that somebody cared enough to follow up or to check in or make sure everything was great with your order. And that you were able to talk to an actual person that cared, that was a huge fan. And it's, like I said, it's either Chris or I that you're talking to. And, um, as you know, I, I voice message you because yeah. I said to you the other day, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have time to text, but that's because I literally answer 500 to 800 messages a day. So a lot of people, um, and any of you listening are welcome to to message me on Instagram or whatever. You're going to get a voice message. <laughs> so it's very personalized. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I like the voice message better, especially like with me when I'm trying to type, I'm trying to type fast. And I constantly like I have to rewrite because I got these fat thumbs that I hit like three buttons instead of one. So I can't for me, I, I need to just start doing the voice texting myself. Yeah, no, it honestly, it's nice. If you know, it brings a personal touch to that, you know, Again, somebody that you're, uh, you know, becoming friends with or getting to know, it's nice as well. But for me, uh, it started because I was only sleeping two hours a night because I'm literally texting or emailing Mm -hmm. all these. uh, And Chris is like, you're going to die. You can't do this. (laughs) So I was like, all right, I got an idea. I'm going to voice message everybody. (laughs) So everybody, um, the the day it started, everybody's like, oh my gosh, she's voice messaging. I was like, hi, how's it going? (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) uh, And we've even had a friend of ours um, that knows Mickey Mouse very well. Mickey has sometimes left messages for people and uh, other characters, as you've seen on our YouTube channel. Uh, One thing I'm really proud of uh, during the pandemic, when everybody, you know, was very, you know, nervous at home, bored at home, especially children. Um, I had the idea, you know, using my past TV background, I said, what if I interviewed the actual Disney characters? I brought them on, you know, uh, on a show uh, and like a thing of like a morning show uh, Mm -hmm. live and let people live interact with the characters while I interviewed the characters and let people in the chat ask them questions, things of that sort. 
And so we had Cinderella on, uh, Mickey Mouse, Oogie Boogie, Gusto helped do a cooking show with thousands of people asking him questions. I mean, Crush, oh, that was awesome. Turtle Talk with Crush was amazing, especially since you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and kids had so much fun asking questions. But it's not even just for kids. The adults were dying laughing. Um, and uh, it's made it that you know, anytime we go live, 500 at least people are tuning in to have fun with us. Um, and uh, never a dull moment. We also go live in the parks as well. But those character shows during the pandemic, especially, were so meaningful because, again, you got to interact with those people you were hoping to hear from. And the most special episode was Mickey Mouse. Um, like I said, we have a friend who knows Mickey Mouse and uh, he came on and I mean, I was crying. Chris was crying. We were all, you know, cause it was a very emotional time too, at the beginning of the pandemic and a reminder of better days to come. And I, I wish Disney, I even, you know, I wrote an email to Disney. I was like, feel free to take my idea. I would love to hear from the characters. I would love for Mickey Mouse to come on Instagram or on ABC on Disney plus and say, Hey guys, you know, how's everything going? How are you guys doing? It's right. We're all, we're all okay here in the, you know, magic kingdom or whatever it is. Um, or hear from Cinderella cleaning her house, you know, saying, look, I'm sanitizing, you know, like I know we got the coronas, but I'm sanitizing, you know, um, we had a really fun episode with equity Ben, uh, who, you know, from the frozen show and we had Anna and Elsa with him. And they did a whole game show where it was called Sister, Sister. And you would pick like which sister does what, you know, of course the audience. I mean, it was so much fun. And again, while we were all stuck at home, a way for people to connect, um, you know, through the chat, make new friends, have the characters they love come to life. And so that was, again, I think one of my favorite things I've gotten to do this year. And when I design clothes, it's kind of the same thing. I want your favorite characters, even the rare ones, like some of our Muppet shirts, they come to life for you. They, they bring you smiles when you put it on. Um, our slogan is bringing styles and smiles to you, but that's my goal is that when you put it on, you're like, all right, you know, extra big (laughs) smile. Yeah, for sure. So you do a lot of traveling. Have you been able to, um, have any fun at any of the other parks, either in Asia in Paris? No, I mean, I work so much, you know, with my husband in soccer, uh, he only gets a month off a year. And so when we got married, no joke, we had to just tell people on a whim. I was like, we're getting married next month. He got three weeks off. So show up at the beach or not. It's all good. (laughs) Um, So uh, we had like the world's smallest wedding. But, uh, you know, we don't really get time off, especially in TV. That's a very difficult industry where I'm working weekends or random days or four in the morning or, you know, uh, random hours. So I couldn't do that kind of traveling. So I'd never been to Disneyland until three years ago. And I was only there for a day, literally a day. We stopped through, we hopped in before we had to go and I had had to work and I loved it. It was amazing. Um, But I have been to Disney World, which is very easy to access, you know, uh, every year since I was born, at least. Um, My dad was a huge Disney fan and said that in his next life, he hopes to come back as uh, an Imagineer. Um, and a lot of the work my dad did uh, was all inspired by Walt Disney. Um, you know, he would go to Epcot at, all the time every year. And I don't even remember there was a pavilion back in the day that it closed where you'd see, I think it was called Innoventions. Mm-hmm. You'd see new inventions. Uh, the Segway was shown for the first time back in the 90s. Uh, wireless was shown. And my oh, dad was actually that. the first to bring wireless to Philadelphia. Um, nobody had seen wireless before. 
And in 96, I think uh, my dad brought wireless to Philadelphia. And Philadelphia was the first wireless city in the United States. Wow. So, and then he got that from Interventions and Epcot. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, again, it's just, it's amazing how much Disney can inspire and change cities, change people's past, change people's careers, change people's lives, how they live. Um, and so I hope, uh, you know, the famous Walt Disney saying, it's just, I hope this is just like a starting point that, you know, it, there's more to come, there's more to grow. And even with the coronavirus, that they keep investing in creating things that will change uh, the way we see not just theme parks, but experiential learning, experiential uh, activities and things that truly uh, put a stamp on our heart. So what would be your Disney bucket list? Would it be? Is it? Yeah, well, in general, just give me something Disney that you haven't done yet that you want to do. Is it those other parks? Is it something else? Oh, um, I would love to go to where. So Lake Buena Vista uh, is obviously where we got our namesake, Lake Buena Visitors. Um, Lake Buena Vista is here in uh, Disney World, but also it's named after the Buena Vista where, uh, you know, his famous studios and Walt did all his magic. I would love to go to those old studios and see the offices and see his office. I would love to do like a whole historical tour of the studios and what that man, you know, Walt Disney saw every day and, you know, kind of walk in his footsteps mm -hmm. for a moment. Um, Very cool. I think that would be my biggest bucket list item. Very cool. So how often do you get to the parks? I mean, you're local now. So how often would you say you're either in a park or at least the end the springs? So you would think that, oh, you live next door, you're in the park every day. But if you're working, it's like everybody else. You can't go every day. So a lot of people, you know, will say, are you in the park today? Because they'll see an Insta story, but I usually pre-tape things because mm -hmm. I, I wish we could. But honestly, lately, because work's just been so busy, usually twice a week, which I still, I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay. I know. I'm going to say you get to go poor twice girl. a week. Poor girl twice I'm going to say, let me, let me get my Kleenex out so I, I can. I know. Oh, poor girl. But uh, the past month, uh, usually during the holiday season, it was so busy. We didn't go for almost three, four whole weeks, even though oh, wow. we lived here. So again, it's like everybody else, if your work is busy or things are happening, the one thing I regret is because you live locally, sometimes you think a item in the park, uh, a ride, something will always be there. And lately, Disney's just been closing things right and left. And I just discovered Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom like two weeks ago, the day or two days before it closed. And Source of the Magic Kingdom was awesome. We did a whole like YouTube live stream and everything. Um, we saw how they closed it, um, the fire uh, house, everything. Oh, it was like, it was amazing. The whole culture behind it, the clubs that uh, are surround it, the people that do um, the, the card trading, the people that are involved are amazing. I was like, how did I not know about this? I guess I always assumed it was going to be there. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until I heard it was going to close. I was like, okay, now I got to go. And that's a shame. You know, I think we have to all kind of now get into habit due to the pandemic that things we love that we think would be there may not be there. Uh, so like they keep closing things. So I, I would say my one regret is I'm, I'm missing things. I'm like, no, don't, don't close. I just got here. You know? Uh, so even, you know, stuff in Epcot, you know, things are moving, things are changing and it's, it's constant right now. Um, so, so yeah. And I, I know that gives you FOMO. You're like, wait, no, no. Um, but I hope that means they're going to reinvest and put new things to come. Uh, the new rumor I heard, I hope it's real, is that Festival of Fantasy is coming back in March. And so that's be a bonus then. 
Yeah. And they've been testing out the lights for Cinderella's castle for um, happily ever after. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe there's a, there's, I don't know. I hope I'm crossing my finger. I was like, fireworks, please come back. Yeah. Thing. Um, but again, you know, safety first and making sure people are, you know, socially distant and things of that sort. Um, but Disney's done a good job so far. Now, I, see, for me, I always look at Epcot as it's the theme park for foodies. And speaking of Epcot, you have a have a connection with a, with a restaurant in Epcot, correct? Yeah. Uh, so our Sam Eagle shirt, a salute to all nations, but mostly American. We're, we're huge Muppet fans. My husband and I, huge Muppet fans. And actually, the first shirt uh, my husband and I ever designed was the Sam Eagle one. No joke. We are probably the only people that go every single time to Muppet Vision 3D and crack up like we've never heard the jokes before every time. We love the Muppets. Absolutely love them. And uh, I had the pleasure of actually getting to interview the Muppets back in Philadelphia, which was amazing. Highlight of my career. People are like, oh, you've gotten to interview a president and you know the Pope and the Dalai Lama. Who's your favorite? I was like, Stanley and the Muppets. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I know that's, that's where my head's at, but no, again, they're just so incredible. Again, everybody has their own amazing story, but even the Muppets, the, the puppeteers, everything, they're so talented. You forget there's a puppeteer and your favorite characters come to life. So, uh, our, again, our first ever shirt we made was the Sam Eagle shirt. And, uh, it's got even a hidden Mickey with the fireworks and everything. And Sam Eagle with his, uh, hat, you know, we want you, uh, you know, like the famous slogan. And I thought it would maybe be popular, but I had no idea how crazily popular that shirt was going to become and that it was going to go viral. Um, I mean, if you Google Sam Eagle, our shirt is the first thing that pops up. So I, again, I had no idea that there were so many Muppet fans underserved. Does that make sense? I think no, people I, had I forgotten agree. about Muppet fans. And, I, um, but again, you'll see the shirt all over. It kind of just took on a viral craziness. So on our page at one point, uh, if you looked at tagged photos, it was like just Sam Eagle, Sam Eagle, Sam Eagle. <laughs> like all, <laughs> and it was amazing to see people in Japan wearing the Sam Eagle shirt. I was like, what? Um, we've sold it in Germany and uh, you name it all over the world. So it's so neat to see people from all over the world who are Muppet fans that repping that. And so I guess Disney took notice of the fact that Sam Eagle was very popular. And uh, a friend of mine that works in graphic design messaged me one day and he said, look, he goes, I'm going to send you an email just so you know, and you have this. But originally the restaurant was just going to be a barbecue restaurant called Regal Eagle, not Sam Eagle or anything like that. Um, Nothing Muppet based. And when they saw the popularity of Sam Eagle, the pictures all over the America Pavilion, all, you know, everybody you know, they changed the whole concept to be a Sam Eagle restaurant. And you'll even see some of the posters look a lot like our designs and a lot of inspiration back and forth from that. Um, and so we printed that out and hung it up in our office, the the email. Um, and I post on Instagram. I, I bleeped up my friend's name as he asked. And <laughs> I was like, don't worry, I got you covered. But nonetheless, it's amazing to know that uh, just a piece of artwork, some a shirt that we design could have an effect to... Uh, remind even the own Disney, you know, corporation that, yeah, the Muppets are loved and are incredible and can bring to life a restaurant, not just a great barbecue restaurant, but now bring it to life in a way that um, you wouldn't otherwise have thought of. And so, you know, we were really excited. That's, you know, again, one of the biggest honors uh, awesome. ever. So, yeah, no, again, like I said, I, my goal in life is to bring styles and smiles um, and in this case, if I can inspire anybody in any way, shape or form that 
I mean, wow. I think that's probably the biggest honor I could ever have in general. Even if it's just a a kid at home that's like, hey, I want to draw something or a kid at home that's like, hey, you know, I want to have fun on YouTube or whatever it is. Um, I'm honored if I get to even be a a droplet of a seed that makes people um, think of something that brings them some happiness. Well, it's not even that, but you've inspired the biggest company on the planet by them looking at what something that you guys have kind of started that movement and put a whole restaurant around it. So, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a pretty big accomplishment. And that just goes to show what you can do, what the people listening can do, just keep, you know, uh, supporting and loving, you know, the, the community uh, subgroups Mm -hmm. of Disney as well. So what do you guys have coming up in the future? What's what's going on with, with any anything that we can be looking forward to as Ooh. far as any new shirts or anything like that? What do you guys got going on merchandise? Yeah, wise? well, um, I'm wearing right now our Dr. Facilier tea, uh, Mardi Gras coming up. We joke yeah. that February 14th, 15th, 16th is basically Lake Point of Visitors weekend um, because you have Valentine's Day on the 14th. And we have the most epic Valentine's, but also year round like Disney love tea. It's all these like sweethearts kind of in an old 90s style, like Saved by the Bell style with all the different characters and their romantic duo, including Walt and Lillian. Um, You name it, even the rare characters you don't think of are on there. Um, And uh, then the 15th is President's Day. And so, of course, Sam Eagle. Uh, salute to all nations. Um, and then the 16th is Mardi Gras. So I'm like, all right, we just literally have back to back, just a Lake Point of Visitors weekend. Awesome. So we'll also go live. We'll be doing tons of giveaways. Cool. Um, every time we go live, we give away an average of a hundred to $200 worth of merchandise. Um, I like to do like scavenger hunts with everybody watching live where we learn about the park in kind of a fun new way. Um, one of my favorite things to do while we're live, even just going on something like Space Ranger Spin, uh, Space Ranger, uh, we actually have um, Chris, who is always a galactic hero. We have people guess how much he'll get on the second gun. <laughs> and basically, whoever's closest wins a shirt. Um, oh, cool. We have an awesome uh, Buzz Lightyear shirt. And uh, so again, every time we go into the parks, it's something new. It's different. We're showing something from kind of a different angle or a scavenger hunt in a way you've never seen it learning about hidden gems in the parks. Um, so definitely we'll be going live on Sunday as well this weekend. And we usually go live every Sunday. Uh, and then I'll go live throughout the week um, here and there. And I'm hoping Monday uh, for the Super Bowl, I'm hoping that they're going to let whoever is coming to Disney World, you know, this famous saying, "What now that you're on the Super Bowl, what are you doing? I'm going yeah. to Disney World. I'm hoping that they'll come and still do like a cavalcade. I got to see Nick Foles and Tom Brady in past years. Um, so I would love, I'll probably go live if they allow it, like, you know, to bring in whoever it may be that wins. Um, but yeah, so again, that on YouTube, there's always something exciting happening in Disney. So uh, although I try to plan when we'll go live, um, sometimes it's a vlog because something just came out. Yeah. Or Gusto's Ratatouille ride, something's about to open. I'll be running over there. You know, again, that's the neat thing about Disney is you kind of every day is different, no matter what. It's pretty amazing that they're able to do that, and I think that's why you can go so many times to Disney and have a different experience. Um, and yes, more shirts to come. So, so yeah, keep an eye out. It's again, <laughs> there's lots of fun stuff. I, I can't tell you about one thing we're really excited about, but just let's say the Muppet Show comes onto Disney Plus February nineteenth. So some special stuff will be happening Muppet style um, okay. on our channel, our Instagram, and of course in our shop at shopbelbv.com. 
Cool. All right, cool. So that's a little bit of a little bit of a tip, right? Yeah, yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah, <laughs> you, you may get to you may get to talk to a Muppet. Oh, see? Oh, that yeah. right. that's awesome. So before we let you get out of here, we like to do these little rapid fire questions. We have right. ten, 10 shots and just the first the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask it. Ready? Yes. All right. So favorite Disney movie. Oh, that's so hard. Wally. Okay. Disney princess. Cinderella. Disney villain. Oh, I love them. I don't know. We love the Disney villains so much that I made a whole shirt with literally all the Disney villains on the shirt. And it's called the, the Midnight Villains Club. And it's awesome. And I just couldn't, because Chris was like, what villain do we pick? I was like, no, put them all. I'm putting all <laughs> of them on there. Oh, I mean, Maleficent will always be amazing. And her storyline in the movie uh, with Angelina Jolie, but also in the anime. I just, yeah, I would say Maleficent. Okay. Favorite park. If you had just oh. one day to go to one park, if you had it, which one is it? Magic Kingdom. Okay. Favorite ride slash attraction? Pan- oh, uh, Flight of Passage. Oh, oh my my, that's my favorite, it. so I love it. Amazing. I, cry- I actually didn't get to ride it for the first time until uh, after the pandemic. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, because I just never was able to get a fast pass. I couldn't wait in line. Um, and I have some health issues. So uh, long story, but I could never do like a six hour line. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll never ride it. So, um, where I need to do one of those ticketed events, you know, how you could do those yeah. ticketed events, but you got to spend like $180 to like get to ride the ride basically. So I was, my husband's like, no, you're not doing that. Um, so because of the pandemic, they were like, all right, you know, nobody was in the park and we got to ride it three times. I was crying. My husband taped it. Yeah. And I still, I tear up. I, when I ride, it's just the most incredible, amazing ride. Awesome. So favorite resort. Oh, that's a hard one. I would say Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, I got to stay there for my birthday once and the animals came up like right to the window, the yeah. giraffes. I mean, it was incredible. It was like being in an African uh, safari right outside your window. Favorite restaurant? Oh, that's hard. It, a really cool experience. I got to experience it, it for my birthday it was Takumite in Epcot. It's a small, I mean, I'm sure it won't open for a very long time because literally I think it only holds 20 people. Um, but literally there's about like 20 of us in a, uh, Japanese style bonsai kind of garden with different themes, really amazing and, uh, incredible experience. You just, you feel like you're actually in Japan and it's very peaceful and it's different than the Japan upstairs where it's a little bit more hustling and bustling. This is they do even a whole traditional tea ceremony for you, like in the karate kid and like <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, it's so cool. Uh, it's expensive. So it's, again, it's like a, a splurge for a special, you know, uh, like an anniversary or birthday in my case. Um, but I would love to do it again, but again, it's so small, such a small room. I don't know if I'll ever open it. Uh, hopefully soon. Hopefully I soon. Know. So favorite Epcot festival. Festival of the Arts. I love it. I, I could go a million times and talk to the artists. Absolutely incredible. I always find it to be the most underrated. I love it too. I feel it's the most underrated of all the festivals. I feel like it doesn't oh, really get enough publicity like the other ones do. Oh yeah. And best food too. I think the food is amazing. I actually think it has better food than food and wine. <laughs> I like the so, deconstructed um, dishes that they have. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Like the creativity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. And also the, getting to meet the artists. Um, I had the uh, privilege of getting to interview Dirk Wonderlich from Thomas Kincaid and some other artists for our, our show on YouTube and to get to hear their stories behind the scenes and also even meet people that love the art tearing up as they get to meet some of these incredible artists. 
um, and hear their stories, why they love the art. Because truly art, especially during a pandemic, we have learned as an escape. Even in your house, having art on the walls is a reminder of, you know, a place you love or a, a moment or something that brings you joy or brings you to another world. And Disney art is the extreme of that. Um, and so it was amazing to hear from these artists, especially after pandemic, how meaningful artwork was. Favorite snack? Oh, Mickey bars. Okay. And now this is going to be a, a personal one. Mm-hmm. Favorite Lake Buena visitor t-shirt? Oh, I couldn't pick. They're all like my babies. They're like your babies. They're you my babies. One. It's Sophie's choice. You can only take one. Oh my God. I, you can't see me doing this, but I'm turning around to look at our <laughs> artwork on the wall. You know, I would say maybe the Mandalorian uh, one, because we are the only company to figure out how to do silver ink. That is like a metallic soft sheen. And it, it almost looks like the best scar steel from mm-hmm. the movie. That was my goal. I said, when I told Chris, I was like, I want it to look like the shirt is melting into the you know shape of him. And, and, you know, the, the helmet and everything, you know, this is the way and the, all the different stuff. Um, but I want it to look like it's melting. And we did so much work to create those graphics to make it look like it was melting. Um, it was a, really a labor of love. And we get messages all the time from companies asking us, how do we do the silver ink? No joke. It took so many tries, different companies calling. At one point, we got ink from the UK and mixed it with ink from California to try. I mean, again, it was a really a labor of love. Um, And I love the Mandalorian. Um, So for me, it was awesome to create something that both men and women could wear and be a really rare, unique design and not just baby Yoda. Cause I think that's the other thing is we've all seen Grogu shirts all really cute. They're awesome, but there just wasn't just a Mando design that Mm -hmm. really stood out um, and was unique and different. And, you know, brought, again, that character to life. So now we have the, uh, an extra credit question. We always like okay. to end every interview with, what does Disney mean to you? So what does Disney mean to you? Oh, it, it means that there's always a better tomorrow. You know, Disney, like I said earlier, that slogan, best day ever. I love the concept that no matter what's happening in your life, you know, if you're going to Disney, it's a safe place. It's a, a place of hope, a place that things are going to be bright, a happy ending, And especially now through 2020 and even 2021, I think that happy ending concept needs, we need it now more than ever, Uh, needs to be reminded into our psyche as much as possible. And so Disney truly is that, uh, that happy ending. I, I have some of my best memories of uh, my dad, who's no longer with us, my, my husband, uh, my best friends, some of my best memories are there. And when somebody asks me, what's a memory you think of so fondly, um, your favorite memory ever it has something to do with Disney. You know, it's walking through uh, Epcot by the fountains with my dad, you know, uh, that, that kind of power that Disney has to make your favorite memory be their, you know, their brand. That's mm-hmm. so incredible. And again, uh, I think it just goes to show how important it is, whatever you're putting out there in the world that um, you're hopefully bringing people memories and joy uh, because that's truly a priceless gift that, you know, can't be bought. Very well said. So, Maria, we want to thank you for for coming by and, and sharing your Disney passion and, and some info on the shirts. And, and oh, thank, thank you. you. Before you get out of here, please let everybody know all the social media where they can find you again and let, let them know. Oh, you're so sweet. You can find us on uh, YouTube at LBV TV. It's really easy. Just LBV 
TV. Um, and then shoplbv.com, because I know Lake Buena Visitors is a mouthful, uh, but shoplbv.com, super easy. And of course, Instagram, Lake Buena Visitors or Mini Maria Mouse, if you want to see some of my crazy character escapades and crazy adventures. Uh, never a dull moment on any of them. As you can tell, I love just getting to talk to people. You know, a lot of times you'll see me doing kind of just random weird things that are like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but for me, I just love getting to try every experience Disney has to offer and more. Great. So guys, check them out. They make the best Disney theme shirts on the planet. They By oh, far, by far, you guys, the you. most creative. It's the most different than you're going to find anywhere else. They're, they're honestly, to me, my favorite. They're the best. If if you haven't heard of them, then get your... I, I don't know how they haven't heard of you guys yet if they haven't. Oh, they haven't too sweet. Too if sweet. they haven't heard of you guys, they need to get their life together and find out about you guys. And They got they a, got a Lake Buena visit us. Yes, that's what they need to do. <laughs> so guys, definitely check them out. And again, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today, Maria. Oh, thank you. And we'll be in touch. Yeah, that was thank so fun. You. Thank you. All right, so that's going to bring us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute. And uh, with that, we got Joey. What's up on uh, Disney Plus this week, Joe? All right, this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute brought to you by JSA Creations, where we make all your ears come true. I like that. Mm. Yeah. All right, so first up, we got uh, the next episode of WandaVision. It's going to be episode six. If I right, Obviously, I'm not going to give away spoilers. I've been watching this since the beginning. And without giving much away, the last episode answers a ton of questions yes because if, you know i know people that had seen the first couple episodes were kind of like including us like what the heck is going on so definitely if, if you can catch up to if you have not seen it catch up to where it is now the last episode catches you up kind of and answers a lot of questions so you kind of understand what the heck is going on so definitely check that out then next up we have life below zero the next generation this is still uh, season one uh, these are individuals that have basically transformed their 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 traditional lifestyle and face a new challenge um, going off the grid in sub-zero temperatures, basically. No, this is in Alaska. So that's got to be crazy. I guess that's kind of a, uh, what was the uh, Naked and Afraid or the um, Survivor? <laughs> you know, yeah. The Survivor uh, series. Yeah, you like that, Brad, huh? <laughs> well, I, I, I only saw about 30 minutes of Naked and Afraid. Rise that it was on TV, but we were big fans of even the first season of Survivor. And I think we watched two or three of them. Okay, next up, we've got Marvel Battle World, Mystery of Thanos Stones. Season one, you've got Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Groot, and Throg try to figure out what the Mad Titan Thanos wants and why they've been brought to this new world. So check that out. I have not seen this yet. There's some new stuff that's coming out with Marvel. Even some of the backstories that they've been showing on Disney Plus, I have not seen yet. So I want to start catching up on some of this stuff. Okay, uh, next up, we've got you again. Marnie, a successful businesswoman, finds out that her brother is marrying the school bully from her past. That would be crazy. Things do not go as planned when Marnie tries to expose her. Uh, again, this one here I have not seen. Is it, have any, has anyone seen this? I th isn't this with um, Jamie Lee Curtis? Is she in it? Is it really? Is she the one that's in it? Really? She's one of them. I think it's like Kristen Bell. Okay. Wow. Uh, oh, did you see? Yeah. yeah, that is. You act like you're not sure, Gene. Oh, isn't this the one with Kristen Bell? It's, no, I'm sorry. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis isn't it? Sigourney Weaver, Kristen Bell, okay. Betty, Betty White, Kristen. You got some. You got some heavy hitters. Yeah. Oh, Odette Annabelle. Who? She's a delight. <laughs> Who's a delight? <laughs> Odette An Annabelle. An Annabelle. Whatever her name is. Nice. I don't really know her name. But she's pretty. That's all. Oh, okay. Oh, hey. Uh, she's yeah. nice. Like she's nice. Oh. She seems like a nice lady. Um, <laughs> okay. What else we got? Next up, we've got oh, next up, we've got inside Pixar 
Portraits. This is a second batch. It's a documentary that uh, provides an inside look into the people, artistry, and culture of Pixar Animation Studios, which I love Pixar Studios. A lot of the stuff that they do, they do a lot of these short films and stuff like that, Pixar in real life, outstanding stuff. So definitely want to check this out. I love all that stuff too, like behind the scenes stuff. And I, yeah, it looks interesting. You know, and it, it seems like it's been kind of a tradition to have a camera running around those studios, meaning just amongst the animators like yeah. they were they were trucking around cameras pretty early around there we're yeah. pretty lucky to have had it so. yeah that stuff is cool to see i love again for me i like seeing that kind of stuff and how how things tick especially when it comes to how they animate stuff it's crazy even when you see some of their shorts that they do that you'll sometimes see before you will when you used to go to the theater and they have the little Pixar short animation films, you know, they run like three minutes or something. I don't think people realize how much work and how many hours go into just that three minute clip, much less, a, a you know, a full feature film like Toy Story or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have to. I mean, with each I mean, each one is genius. Each one is yeah. memorable. Each one stays with us there. And I'm not saying that. I'm not blowing smoke. They really are that amazing. We all know it. Yeah, absolutely. And I watched a bunch of the popcorn shorts that we had mentioned. Uh, started seeing those. Those are great. I haven't seen them. Are they good? Yeah, they're really good. They're, they're short, but they're really good. Yeah. I love, yeah, I love all the Pixar shorts that they have on. The, they do a really good work with that. And then I'm dying to see what's going to happen with WandaVision. I know I've been telling you guys I haven't really seen it in the, this past weekend. I watched them all back to back to back. Boom, 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 boom. And I already kind of liked it. I, I thought I was going to like, I was like you guys, where the heck's it going? But I, but I, I was like, let me just, I'll stay with it. Cause I still thought, you know, it was pretty cool. But then once you get to episode four and it all starts to like break open. Oh yeah. You're like, wow. You're like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm hooked now. It's like, I, I wish I could just binge watch the rest of the season. So um, well, I couldn't you. wait to get back to it. Yeah. Now that we're all watching, obviously they're pulling a lot of inspiration from whatever TV shows of a particular era. So I just am really hoping that whenever they hit the nineties, that we get some red curtains and twin peaks. Like somehow. I, I wasn't a Twin Peaks person. I've never seen it. I know everyone loved it. I know it was a big hit. That's, that's a good yeah, uh, shows had a cool following. When did those episodes hit? What day? Friday night. I'd heard that there's going to be like some type of special cameo appearance bef- somewhere between now and the end of the season. So I have I have no idea who it could be, but I, someone was telling me that Elizabeth Olsen had done an interview and she had said that she can't wait for some for people to see the surprises that they got. And that supposedly one of them is going to be like a surprise cameo. So I can only imagine. Now, this takes place... During the blip, right? Am I do, am yeah. I understanding that correctly? Yeah. At, right after, yeah, right after the blip. So yeah. Thanos is still around at this point. So it's, it's in between when they first disappear yes. before they come back. So instead of her disappearing, she just created this alternate universe. Is that correct? What I'm okay, That's so what it seems like. So really. A lot of people could kind of make their way because a lot of people are still around. Well, that's the thing. The time frame that this takes place, very similar to what they did with Mandalorian, the time frame that it takes yeah. place. You can bring in tons of the characters that were going on through the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe and the whole Endgame and all that other stuff that was going on. Pretty much sky's the limit on who they would want to bring in as cameos, just like they're doing with oh, Falcon okay. and Winter Soldier. Yeah, you know, like, like, what are we talking yeah, like, I, I was about to say, if, yeah. if I turn it on and Absolutely. Robert Downey Jr. walks through the door, I'm going right. to lose my effing mind. Do not be surprised. Do not be surprised. Hey, so well, I, I, mean, and I don't know what the plan is, but that would be amazing. I mean, I was shocked with the Mandalorian. So if they deliver like that yeah. with my vision, I'm going to be so happy. Yep. I told you guys to stick it out because yeah, like, right. 
it's just going to get better and better. Yeah. And that's one of the best parts of what Disney Plus has done to their original programming as far as TV shows is they make every show, it seem like, it's like a movie. Like, they really put high value on every episode where you're watching, like, like movies. Like, like Mandalorian's movie quality, right? That's film quality. Absolutely. Tell and me. WandaVision, which started off, like I said, we all said, kind of weird and slow, has quickly become now movie movie worthy like movie quality so who knows where they could go with it and and again right after done with this you're getting winter soldier and falcon oh yeah i can't wait and then then right after that i think loki comes right after that so i mean they're gonna hit you back to back to back to back and it's like i'm it took a little bit for them to get marvel going on disney plus but now that they got it going on disney plus it's like we're gonna have a nice big stretch of just marvel content we want to live in that 70s house so bad Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was seven. Like the white carpet. I don't know. That white it, it seems sixties, but Brady it was like it was like Brady Bunchy kind of, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like in between sixties style. Yeah. yeah. It was nicer than the Brady Bunch house though. But they pulled yeah. all the inspirations from it. Yeah. Oh, clearly. Like the steps, like the steps going oh, upstairs. Oh yeah, yeah. The steps yeah. the uh the, the brick. Window. Hopefully the kitchen the colored panels too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So I don't want to spoil this for anyone that's not that's listening that hasn't seen it, but if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing with your life, really. Yeah, like go see it. Yeah, yeah. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> get get your get your stuff together, man. Watch watch WandaVision. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I won't go into it. There's other things that, like, you know, maybe off there we'll talk about because I don't want to spoil certain things. But there were certain things that when I, when it came up, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. And I was like, wow, okay, that's where they're going with this. All right, so let's, uh, you know what, let's bring on our contestant this week's Disney Dollar Game. We have Samantha. How are you doing, Samantha? I'm doing good. How are you? We're great. We're great. We're happy to have you on this week. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're from and uh, a little about yourself? Sure. So I'm from Clifton Park, New York. It's outside of Albany. Uh, I've been a longtime Disney fan. Uh, My husband and I got married in Walt Disney World in 2016, and I'm also a former cast member. Oh, so you're a New Yorker too. We're New Yorkers. Well, some of us are. Uh, Yeah. Great. And you you were married in Disney as well? I was actually married there. Oh, that's great. Where were you guys married? Uh, We got married at the Wedding Pavilion. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did it a little bit smaller. We were at Seabreeze Point by uh, the boardwalk. Oh, that's so pretty. Yeah, it was. It's like the boardwalk is our like special place, so it was. It felt perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. So let's go over the rules. You ready? All right. Okay, so it's ten questions. You answer the first question correctly, you move on to the question two. You answer the second question correctly, you move on to question three, so on and so forth. If you get to question ten and you get that one correctly, you win a twenty-five dollar Disney gift card. Uh, you have to have this. You have ten seconds to answer each question, and you have to have your answer before the buzzer. First incorrect answer or non-answer, and the game is over. And do you have any questions? Nope, I'm good. Okay, all right. So let's get the timer set, and the clock starts after I read each question. So you're you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. In which Disney World park will you find the test track attraction? That would be Epcot. Okay. Question number two. Who is Mickey Mouse's girlfriend? Minnie Mouse. Okay. Don't get too overconfident because they do get harder, okay? Okay. (laughs) All right. In what country does Beauty and the Beast take place? It takes place in France. All right. Question number four. What is the name of Ariel's seagull friend in The Little Mermaid? Uh, His name is Scuttle. Okay. Question number five. In Sleeping Beauty, which fairy gives Aurora the gift of song? Oh. Flora? No, it was Fauna. Oh, darn. That's a, see, I told you they get, they get a little tougher. I got to be honest, I would have gotten that one wrong too. Yeah, I figured I I had a 33% shot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to say thank you so much for joining us. I'm sorry you couldn't get to the end. 
Uh, Thanks for know, having me. Oh, we're glad you, you came on. Thank you for listening. And also, as you know, there's, there's a ton of other ways to win uh, prizes on the Disney Underground. We have our weekly sponsor giveaways, and we also even have uh, Instagram giveaways that we do every month. So you can always win money there. And uh, we'd love to have you on again once we start recasting for another edition of, uh, of the Disney Dollar Game. That sounds great. I'll be, I'll be there. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for participating, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks. Thank you. So that's going to bring us to this week's Disney Topic Talk. This week, the crew is going to discuss our favorite dessert options while dining in Disney World restaurants and where you can get them. So let's uh, let's speak to Brad. Brad, what you, what's your favorite dessert when you're dining at a, at a Disney spot? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'm kind of cheating just a little bit right now, but it's also because I want anyone who can take advantage of this to take advantage of this right now. It oh, is it. quite a dessert tray. It's at the Crystal Palace. Alice, they are bringing out a dessert tray right now that has five desserts on it. It has like a rabbit nut cake. It has a pot with chocolate that you can kind of like pour on a Tigger tart, um, as well as a Pooh Bear. It has mousse on top, you know, like the dome mousse and mm-hmm. cake in the middle. The cake, I believe, was a lemon with a raspberry uh, dome on it. And then a small paper bag of raspberry donut holes. Blueberry. But blueberry. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. And it... um. I mean, they bring it out and I'm telling you, this dessert tray is worth probably 20 to $22, like by itself. And you're enjoying an amazing, I'm, I'm sorry to move off a of dessert, but for only $40 at, at Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace, you get an amazing salad, amazing rolls, both bacon and cheese and plain. You get this dessert tray I've already talked about and your choice of really phenomenal entree options. I got a prime rib all for 40 bucks. The reason that I'm saying it is because I've obviously spent the 60 or 80 or whatever it is at Be Our Guest since reopening. If you have reservations for Be Our Guest, cancel them and divert them to the Crystal Palace for an amazing meal right now. I saw you guys posting last week from the Crystal Palace and you're right. The desserts really did look pretty good. Better than yeah. I remember them being. I don't know if it's new stuff that hasn't wasn't there since last time I've been there because I don't I just stuff I didn't recognize. And but it all looked okay. really good. Yeah. yeah. I truly enjoyed myself. I was so satisfied, but the honestly the dessert, dessert was yeah. like a banana cream pie. Yes. Filling mm. really delicious. With frosting on it. When yeah. you have a banana cream pie covered in Tigger striped frosting. It looked good. And I love big banana cream pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right with a honey brown sugar filling, it yeah. was really really good. And amazing. then the the hummingbird cake was the one that had like the flowers and stuff on it. That yeah. was it I, looks rabbit inspired. Most. It was really good. Cool. Well, Tiff, what's uh, what's your favorite dessert on property? Well, so one time we I got to eat at Victoria and Alberts, and they had like you um, beat at Victoria and Alberts. Yeah, yeah. Our daughter was with her too. It was for our daughter's. Like around her 16th birthday. That's that's like my that's like one of my bucket list items. Restaurants yeah. is is I would yeah Victoria now it's the chef's table. I don't know if you guys are the chef's table or not, but yeah. to be able to no, do the chef's yeah. table would be. But cool. everybody gets to meet the chef when you dine at the restaurant. The food's phenomenal, and all I know, all I remember is we had gold in our dessert, but I don't remember what the dessert was. <laughs> it was like a while ago, but um, so I went with a different one. Um, over at the Liberty Tree Tavern, mm-hmm. ooey gooey toffee dessert across the board. That's a really, really tasty dessert. It's 
pretty delicious. And I think I've had it for a really long time. So I've never, that. I don't think I've ever had that. I know what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever, I'm trying to think if I've ever eaten it. I don't believe I have. Very, very good. I was surprised how good it was. It's not too, too sweet too. That's what I like about it. I don't know. It just has the right balance and they put ice cream on it. But yeah, you need to go to Victoria Alberts. Victoria Alberts is the, I, I, I got to make that happen. So, all right. So, uh, Joey, what, what about you? Oh, for me, and this goes in line with, unfortunately for mine, it is seasonal. So, which can be a good thing and a bad thing, I guess. So you can't get it all the time, but it is during my, one of my favorite events at Magic Kingdom or at Disney, which is the not so scary Halloween. So love this, the candy corn milkshake. Now, I don't know if anyone's had it. It is by far my favorite. So if you go to, it's it's in Tomorrowland and it's at Auntie, Auntie Galactic's there you go yeah so it's there and it usually runs it usually starts at around mid-august and it runs till october 31st so i every time i go i make sure but if you guys have not seen this man it's got like cotton candy on top of it it's got a huge mickey shaped uh, marshmallow attached to a massive straw probably the probably double the size of what mcdonald's straws are so they're huge so you don't get you know you're trying to get that uh when they get the real thick milkshake and you're like struggling just to get a little taste of it yeah so at least they give you a really big straw for it. It's almost like a, not like a sherbet. I don't even know how to describe it. It is, it is absolutely outstanding. So it is definitely my favorite. And I guess a, a milkshake is considered a dessert, right? Yeah. Gotta be. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it tastes like candy corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll tell you what, uh, a close second for me, which I really liked. Sam wasn't such a big fan. I was a huge fan is the, um, I, I, I'll give it an honorable mention. It's over at Epcot is the uh, pancake milkshake. Really? I oh. heard of it and I was too scared to try it because it just sounds like it's. Love I, it. I like pancakes. I, I mean, love I love pancakes. I love the batter. So it's good. <laughs> it really is. It is that? Yeah, that one's at Epcot. They have it by the, t- the test track area, right? Isn't it by yes. the. Yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love the Witch's Brew over at Magic Kingdom and stuff, which is like more like a slushy. So not so much as a dessert for me, but especially when you can go with alcohol or non alcohol. Mm-hmm. But is the pancake is the pancake um, shake is that seasonal too or is that all year round? That one's seasonal as well. Okay, that's what I was saying. I, I thought I it was. Kind of started really. I started doing a lot of research on finding these specialty items specifically yeah. where they are. So what about uh, Dan and Steph? Well, should I say it or are you gonna say it? Is it the same one? Can you say it. Go it's ahead. the same thing. It's we have the same one, and it's the peanut butter and jelly milkshake at the fifty. Yes. Diner. Where where do they have this peanut butter PB and J milkshake? At the fifties. Prime time. Prime time. Thank you oh, at wow. Hollywood Studios. Oh, okay, I didn't know they had okay. that. So delicious, and it tastes just like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You love your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I love oh. peanut butter and jelly Listen, sandwich. First of all, I love PBJs, and I love milkshakes. I love milkshakes. So me too. Outstanding. Yes, and. Dan and I, okay, I I wish we were the people that like, you know, went out to eat all the time when we're in Disney, but we don't, we, we don't go out to eat that often. And because we just do snacks and I can't, because I'm like a six-year-old, I can't sit at a restaurant. I just can't. Uh, Dan, you kind of look like a snacker. Well, I'm not on desserts really. Like ice cream, you know, shakes, that's a different story, but generally... I don't really get excited about desserts. I just don't. So that's kind of where this is a bad question. Yeah. But I do like shakes and malts and, you know. But this one was so good. It was. I haven't tried that one. I got to try that one. I'm a big fan of that place. However. Yeah, we love that. I did get excited about the pancake. (laughs) Shake you mentioned. Uh, Me too. That might be our runner up. Let me try this PB&J shake though. Does it taste more peanut buttery or jelly? Like what is it? Perfect blend. Yeah. Huh? It's a 
perfect blend of like you're like you're literally biting into a pb and j yes that's why it's so good because the peanut butter isn't overpowering and it's, it doesn't taste it like leans a little on the peanut butter but well peanut butter is going to be the lead uh yeah, i feel like it yeah i feel like it always overpowers a lot yeah. of stuff yes but it's it doesn't taste like you are taking a tablespoonful of skippy peanut which butter. by the way i like doing me too <laughs> But, <laughs> but this is a perfect blend. It, okay. It, there's something about it that is so good. The and one thing, though, about desserts that I do like, which isn't like from a restaurant, is the Mickey cookie from the confectionery. And that is yeah. actually your favorite, like, yeah. sweet, I, like, to the me. Half the half chocolate, half, yeah. what is it, sugar cookie, or what yeah. is it? Yep, with the chocolate ears. I do really like that. I don't know why we just usually get it and then set in that little section mm-hmm. that's carved into main street over there mm-hmm. by, uh, by like the they usually have flowers and yep. by the, yeah, by or, the artists doing the silhouettes, you know, right there. Yeah. That is my favorite. Nice spot in the world. So we, yeah. as we know, we don't go out to eat all the time when we're there, but we do take a little time to eat. I would rather do that, get a snack, get our dessert, which is a Mickey cookie and sit at our beautiful spot. But even when we do, I just, I don't really care anymore after the entree is done about dessert. I just never do. Oh, I do. I, I know you do. <laughs> I know that. I like treats. I That's like why sweets. it's a hard thing for me to really, you know, rate because I... I'm more about that meat entree. Well, and that's the thing too is all, most Disney restaurants you go to, the entrees are going to be so big that by the time dessert rolls around, it is kind of hard sometimes to be able to put. Yeah, I just really mm-hmm. am done at that point. I'd rather just go get a dessert, I yes. guess. Yes. Yes. Then have a Fair dessert meal. Yeah, that's what we should do. Or like you know the waffles at Liberty Square. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are good with the Nutella and the fruit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like the chicken and waffle bags. Those are those are really good too. Funnel cake's really good. Yeah, yeah, or funnel cake. Right. See, to me, that's cons- that's a dessert. Yeah, right. me too. They got a, it's a dessert yeah. meal, really. Like, they I got a that. they got a cool funnel cake stand over by the boardwalk that we used to hit up like every night on the way back when we'd come back with whatever we were doing at the park. Oh, you were at the boardwalk. Whenever I'm at the well, whenever I'm there. Every well, night. Just, is, Dean, by the way, you really should check out the boardwalk sometime. Yeah. Uh, I, hear, like I hear good things about it. It's okay. Let me you know, I've heard. I'll be at the boardwalk soon enough. I'll and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna love it. I'll be at the where I'm staying. I'm staying for a couple days at the Riviera and I'm staying for a couple days at the boardwalk, which is what I it's exactly what I did the last time. I wanted to kind of look into maybe doing a different place than the Riviera, but I actually really enjoyed the Riviera. It's actually my second favorite resort right now after the boardwalk. So mm-hmm. um we're doing we're splitting that up. But my dessert is actually I'm gonna take us to Disney Springs to Chef Art Smith's homecoming, the hummingbird cake. Have you guys ever had her- hummingbird cake before? I know Tiffany mentioned it before. I haven't. Alice. It's like this, um, it's got like a little bit of tart from the pineapple and sweetness from the banana. It's like a pineapple banana kind of cake with okay. Cream trees frosting. It is. I've had it other places. I like. I generally like it anywhere. His is like hummingbird cake times ten. Like it's perfect. It's moist. They give you a nice huge slice of it. Um, this is how good. This is how good it is that he's actually cooked or baked this cake for like for Maya Angelou on her seventy fifth birthday. They they had she had the hummingbird cake for like her birthday cake from a chef Art Smith. So like that's how you know he's got like the top notch recipe for hummingbird cake. And uh-huh. you can even find just and for anyone that wants to go look and maybe try to replicate it and bake it, you can find this is how good this this recipe of it is. Is you can find it on pretty much like any Disney blog site that puts up recipes. You're gonna find you're gonna pretty much find the, the hummingbird cake recipe even on Oprah. Oprah's website even has his um. 
I mean, she was he was her personal chef at one point. Maybe that's why. But you can even find it on Oprah's website, the recipe for this hummingbird cake. And it's like to die for. The only problem with getting the hummingbird cake at Chef Art Smith's homecoming is that by the time you get to dessert, you're so filled up with fried chicken, mac and cheese and mashed potatoes that dessert's really hard to do. But if you can't if you can't fit it, you just get it to go. And I guarantee if you try this cake, it's going to be a top five cake for any. I mean, it's it's that good. It's I like hummingbird cake in general because it's a different kind of a flavor. But his Chef Art Smith's version of it is hands down, far and away, not just one of my favorite desserts in Disney, but one of my favorite desserts. Like I actually think about getting it when I'm going back. Like I can't wait to go back and get that dessert. I do have an honorable mention. And the reason why it's only an honorable mention, and this would have, if it was still around, it's not around anymore. If it was still around, this would actually be my number one, is um, they make a caramelized uh, banana Napoleon at the Flying Fish. They stopped, When they did their, their refurb a few years back, it got taken from the menu. It is, I'm going to show you guys a picture of it. People at home can't see it, but... Can you guys see it at all? I don't know if it's if it's there's a glare or anything. Oh, yeah, you can see it. It is the best dessert I've had mm. ever. They 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 have like a smear of chocolate sauce on the plate with a smear of like mango sauce. So you get the sweet and the tart from the mango and the chocolate. The banana and the, on the 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 Napoleon and it's caramelized, so it's got that like flamed kind of thing. Uh, it is that's the best. Now they don't make it anymore. <laughs> Brad's losing his mind. Brad don't is make losing it his mind. It's so it's disturbing and is upsetting. Um, can you see it? that cake on the tray that Brad talked about was hummingbird cake? Yeah, they, they, I, I remember you guys saying that they had it at, at Crystal yeah. Palace too. That was the one I liked the most at uh, the Crystal Palace. If you love Crystal Palaces, you will. If you love Crystal Palaces, yeah, but how am I going to do that, Gene? Because I got to eat the macaroni and cheese and the mashed potatoes and everything else. I Tiffany? can't fit in the hummingbird cake. Tiffany, you're a local. You get it. You take it. You bring it home. You put it in the fridge. You eat it later that All night. Right. You have no excuse. I was trying to lug the desserts around with us. I was like, we don't have to eat these now. We can take them. And How did you have any room with all your waters, Brad? Yeah, room. The waters are going to smush the desserts. The waters, the street's safe. A, a wall. Remember, remember, Brad puts two on the left, two on the right, two in the middle. <laughs> there you go. Disperse yeah. it. Absolutely. So, but yeah, you guys, listen, you know, you guys are local, Brad and Tiff. You guys got to get to, I, I know you guys have done a homecoming before you like it. Go soon. I think you got to get that hummingbird cake. My mom's birthday. Yeah. When is that? I, that buttermilk. March, yeah, that, March 7th. You're going to oh, be so, here. I'll be here that week. Okay. So I'll see, I, I'll get to meet, I'll get to meet your mama. You will get to meet my mom. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, this cake is yeah. phenomenal. It's phenomenal. She's, but, yeah, she's trying to always eat healthy, but I'm like, you need to go to Art Smith because she's from Texas. So. Art, Art Smith is actually very healthy. I think they just make it seem like it's not, but it is. Yeah. It's they have healthy fried chicken and they have healthy mac and cheese. It is healthy. <laughs> healthy for the soul. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so let me tell you something. That, that fried chicken is so good that before I leave, I always act like I'm getting something to go for whoever I'm going to see after. But it's really for me to eat cold like that night. I don't even care if it's cold. I don't know how I you love that. That's love that. Let me tell you something. That fried chicken changes your life, Dan. Have you ever had it? It's. <laughs> he's not exaggerating. <laughs> it it before Gene didn't have a beard. Now he does. And it was, yeah. that. It was all due to the fried chicken. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, but the hummingbird cake is out of this world. Please, everyone, try that. Um, definitely got to try it. But listen, Wait, uh, we'll have to avoid Gideon's though, because you can't do a hummingbird cake and those cookies. I say you try and do both. 
Just do it. <laughs> Me too. Say it's for your friend. Two frown. medium cookies with a hummingbird cake between them just smashed together. That's a perfect sandwich. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm surprised. I, I really was. I figured somebody was going to bring up Gideon's Bakehouse. Now, I've never tried it, so I can't say. But I figured maybe Brad or Tiff. Oh, I mean, it's it's great. I was just looking more of like dessert at a restaurant. I was looking at like, sure. what, do I, what do I want to get as the dessert of, out of a meal? Sure. So that's why I went that route. But yeah, the, I mean, I've only had the, the cookies from his actual, his, the, the original shop, obviously. Right. In Winter Park. I know Brad and Tiff have had, had them at the new shop and they've had different types. But honestly, yeah. it's so successful right now. It's almost hard to deal with. We're like going to wait. Yo, oh, I was, I was, I was actually, I was talking to him the other day and I go, cause he was showing the line and I go, and he was saying how like they're, they're ending the queue. And I was like, it's, cr-. I was telling him, you know, God, you know, God bless on the success. And he was like, yo, he's like, I just got to let people know because I feel bad that we, we, if we, if they don't realize that we're cutting the, the, the queue down because we just, otherwise we'll be open to three in the morning. You know, we can't yeah. keep the queue open up till close. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like the, the success there has been like amazing. And I mean, yeah. it's good, but. It's still out of this world to think about how big it's been, you know? To be honest, I saw someone kind of giving him a little bit of hate on the comments. And he took the time to just like respond to this lady totally respectfully. I really, really appreciated the way he handled it. Like everybody, not everybody, people are fighting a lot in the world today. And I just felt the way that he handled someone who was really upset was very thought out. He didn't Not get everyone's upset capable of or that. anything. Yeah. He, he addressed it. And I feel like we could all learn from that because, you know, a lot of, a lot of times people just get angry back and yeah. he just was so mature and really handled it well. And I, so I really respect him and I, I wish him all continued success and, and everything. Hey, he's a good dude. He works hard. He's uh yeah. You guys have a quote on Instagram with his cats. His cats are hysterical. He had a birthday for his cat recently. So he had all these pictures up with the, yeah. cat, the cat party in, the, in presents. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's a good dude. And you know what? Like it gets to the point too, where I get it, it's frustrating with the queue and the line being so long, but what do you, there's nothing, there's nothing anybody could do about it. Yeah, but it's you a guys great problem. to him for trying to make an adjustment with that now, because that's the problem. A lot of times, whether it's beyond your control or not, you got to think about it because other people that are coming there for all the hype and whatever it is, they are not going to understand why they're waiting there for so long all the time. And Mm -hmm. you got to be the one to kind of solve your own problems, you know, and not that be the view to all these people. So Mm -hmm. I, I got to give them props for looking at doing that because that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't just be like, well, I'm big enough. Let them wait as long as they want to, and right. whoever gets cookies gets cookies. That's not the way to do it. No, you know? and he and he doesn't do it that way. I mean, I right. mean like you said, he's really done the the, the right thing as, as best yeah. he can. And again, it's some of this stuff is just the, the how he handles it is in his control, but the actual what is happening is is just not. It's uh, the only way he can control it is by making a bad cookie, and he's not going to do that. He's got a, a great product, so yeah, there's going to be a demand for it. You know, just like anything. You know, so well, you know, since we're local, I kind of I. Might talk Brad into driving to the other shop because there's um a, the chandelier in there is from the haunted mansion. Yeah, so they have some cool stuff there too. Anyway, so um, we might try that instead right now. Then um, it, the problem is we <laughs> we don't get to Disney Springs early for any reason. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, right. It's not a place you're thinking to rope drop at. You're not gonna rope drop it. <laughs> yeah. Try Disney so. Springs, and so. We've got to get the Lime parking garage <laughs> level two 
That's the one. Orange is the best. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for this week's show. But before we get out of here, let's do some announcements and some thank yous. First, we just announced yesterday on our on our Instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle about our new big Disney gift card giveaway. So check that out. Run over to the Instagram and see uh, how you can enter that. It's a nice big chunk of money from Disney money, at least, and that you can spend if you go into the parks or if you want to spend it on the uh, the Disney shop. There you go. And also the sponsor of that this month is Years of Years. So we can thank Brad and Tiffany for being part of that. So if you go over to that uh, entry, you're going to see how they're part of that. So go check that out. Uh, also, another reminder that we are casting for new episodes for the Disney Dollar Game. So if you want to test your Disney knowledge and maybe win some prizes, hit us up on Instagram and apply. And that's, again, at the underscore, unders- magical underscore lifestyle. And uh, Dan, are you ready to, to get some new, uh, some new contestants, some new, some new victims? We're super excited about uh, this year's game show. We got yeah. some cool changes to it, too. New bells and whistles, as they say. Ooh. Yes. Some uh, some little some little quirks. Uh, maybe it makes it a little bit easier. It definitely adds a little bit of strategy to it. So yeah, so you know, tune in for that. We'll be we'll be launching the new rules for it probably in a couple of weeks. And um, I believe the first week of April is when we'll, when we'll start launching the new version of it, the new series of it. So check that out. And complain to Gene that it's a little little too difficult that time. Well, here's the here's the cool part. Is starting in April, there'll there'll be a. Um, it's obviously always a $25 gift card for the for, if you win, but we're going to start handing out consolation prizes because, um, right. you know, why not? Right. So we're actually, we're, me, we're actually working on a, on a cool consolation prize that will, you know, it, it's, it's not going to be a $25 gift card, but it'll be a cool little thing that we're going to hand out to anybody that is on the show. So you'll, you'll get something, you know, that participation trophy at least. So, but yeah, so let's, there's uh, a trophy. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> so let's say our thank yous. Today's sponsor, Change Your Fate Creations. Make sure you check them out. They're also this week's uh, prize for the for this week's giveaway, uh, trivia giveaway. So make sure you answer that question correctly and uh, get a chance to enter and win yourself a clear bag from Change Your Fate Creations. Uh, also, we want to thank Maria Papadakis from Lake Buena Visitors. She stopped by today and she got to talk to us about her shirts and just her knowledge of Disney and her love of Disney. So um, make sure you check her out. She's uh she's a fun watch too on Instagram and on YouTube. And now uh let's let's say our adioses to the team. Brad and Tiff are Disney locals. We'll see you next hey, time. Good luck, everybody, with that yeah. giveaway. Yeah. yeah. Seeing you visit and it's, getting to know you. It's been fun yeah. hanging out. And you guys could check us out uh years of years um on Instagram and YouTube. And um yeah, the stay in Disney we do every day. Cool, cool. Joey minus Sam. From sunny Miami. We'll see you next time. Yeah. <clears throat> Great show. Had a lot of fun. Um, looking forward to heading to the parks this weekend, meeting up with Brad and Tiff. You know, sorry, Sam couldn't be here this week, but it's great. And uh, you can check us out at JSA Creations on uh, Instagram and even Etsy, JSA, and then CR3DTIONS. Well, have a, have a fantastic time at the parks, man. Right yeah, and it's going to be super what, jealous. It's going to be like, what, 65, I think, something like that? No snow? Oh, no, it's going to be higher, like 75, 71 70. or something like that. Yeah. Somebody, we got to mute them, so they're out. <laughs> <laughs> Our best of, of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph, we got to say adios. Stay yeah, warm, man. It's a fun show. I don't want to say goodbye. And I'm well, so jealous that we won't be in the park with these guys. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of it, too, man. I wish I was going to be there. I can't wait to the day we're all there, man. You know? I know. But, um, but you guys, how are you going to handle this weather? We Stay with my jacket. Are... What? what do you mean? 
Windbreaker. We're not talking to you guys. Windbreaker. Oh, Man, this is terrible. This, this is a northerner con. con uh, powder con. jacket. I, I Remember the powder so- jackets? Oh yeah, I loved those. The little zip think, up here and the little Velcro pouch. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I loved those powder jackets. Yeah, we're gonna get out our powder jackets and. Uh, what are we gonna do <laughs> parade around our house well what if you do try it's too to cold outside Where i know but, check us out but you can check us out at rock and roll dw on instagram rock and, and keep and your roll ears DW. and eyes peeled for a new sandwich making videos so exciting. Oh. Don't give too much away. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to see this. They're on the edge of their seat. Very high tech. <laughs> and uh, it will for sure provide you with a rip roaring day. It'll be a winner. Not the vision, what? There's secret <laughs> videos coming. <laughs> well, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. But um, yeah. thank you. We'll have to wait and see, baby. <laughs> oh, I get that's a hint. I get it. Oh, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Stay warm, guys. Stay safe, and uh, everyone out there, have a great today, a better tomorrow, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>